0: Monday, June 22nd, we're still in Corona.:
1: Well, Toronto is entering phase two of opening finally, so that means that like hair salons, barbershops and stuff like that can open.
0: And of course, Brampton has the highest cases because for some reason it always does. Brampton has the highest insurance, has the highest cases, as the, has the highest, highest of everything. I don't don't understand how one suburb can cause so much bullshit, but Uh, how should I want to start this off? Actually, um, happy Juneteenth to our uh, Black American viewers. To be honest, I realize this, man, as much as people like to bash this social media generation and say that we're not real activists, mind Mm -hmm. you, we're both... But late '80s, so we're still millennials. Yeah, I don't know if they're bashing millennials or if they're bashing what? What's that? What's the? What's the age group after us?
1: Oh, Generation Z? Uh, what are I don't know.
0: they
1: we're millennials. I ha- I have to Google it because I actually don't know what we are. What is the generation after yeah. millennials?
0: I don't know who they're bashing, but they love to bash us. But in my mind, I'm like, you know what, though, man. To be, I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't know about Juneteenth.
1: They're called Gen Z, iGen, or Centennials.
0: <laughs> to be honest, I didn't know about. There's a lot of things that this. I want. Okay, I, it's partly our generation. There's, there's a lot of things that Millennials and Gen Z have used social media and brought up and made profound that mm-hmm. the older generation is literally ignorant to. So, for instance, yeah. like I've been to. the family in the States. I didn't know that they had Confederate statues in America. Mind you, I've never been to the South, right? I've only been to like the East Coast, New York. Me neither. I've never been to the
1: South either. So I wouldn't know that they had that.
0: Exactly. I didn't know about Juneteenth. Like obviously... I'm assuming there was like an end of slavery date, but I didn't know that was celebrated. But then from what I hear, a lot of American, a lot of black Americans who live in like New York and New Jersey and Boston, they didn't celebrate Juneteenth. Juneteenth was something that was only celebrated in parts of the South. And now it's become a big thing because of social media. Another example, like when we- Yeah, were but remember the reason, that
1: Juneteenth is, the reason that Juneteenth is celebrated is because in Texas, they didn't find out that they were free till two years after Lincoln had signed it. And it happened to fall on June. Like that's why, that's why. So that's why it's called Juneteenth because they found out that they had been free for the past two years and they had to wait until the soldiers came to be able to like hide behind their enemy lines away from those people because of what was happening. And there's rumors that people wanted to keep them enslaved to get one last harvest on their, like, plantations before they freed them because they knew eventually the soldiers would come and actually
0: free the slaves. That's ridiculous. But to be honest, like, I didn't know about Juneteenth, right? And there's a couple things. Like, when me and you were coming up, mind you, we're, we're, we're Canadians, we're of Caribbean and African descent, so Juneteenth doesn't have the same pull on us as it does for Americans. So, for instance, yeah, but it still like, matters. We, we have our own similar things, right? So, for instance, I know I was talking about like how at my workplace we have like a black group on on Slack, which is like a workplace MSN, and we all talk. Six of us out of three thousand people, but you know whatever. So there's one girl who's African American in the whole group. She's from LA, born and raised in LA, came here when she was in her twenties. One girl. Everybody else is Canadian, so everybody else is Ganyan, Nigerian, Jamaican, whatever it is. They're all Canadian. There's one girl who's American, right? And she put up the other day, like, I want to celebrate Juneteenth. And I was like, yo, go for it. Do your thing. And then immediately, and Black people, Black people, we need to stop doing this to each other. Immediately, there was, like, Black people within the group. Who came out and they were like started bashing Juneteenth about why are we celebrating slavery? Why is Black History always about slavery? It's not and celebrating like my...
1: slavery; it's celebrating the end of slavery know, for these people in Texas and in the South who didn't know. know that they were free. But that's crap. That's crap. I know.
0: I know. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, what, what they said, were though. trying to say, what they were trying to say, is that like what they were trying to say is that like whenever Black History is brought up, it's mm-hmm. always it's always brought up to the epitome of white, of of black oppression due to white people. So whenever black history is brought up, it's always brought up on the backs of white supremacy. Right. And Mm -hmm. I understand where they're coming from. I see both sides of the argument. And the reason why, as I said, because America is the media and black America are the tastemakers of the media. And in black America, same way as in the Caribbean, our history is slavery. So because the, the main media outlet in the world is not Africa, we're not going to get a chance to learn about Mansa Musa, or the Ashanti kingdoms, or the Igbo kingdoms, or the Fulani kingdoms, or if anything, we just learn about Egypt up the ass, right? But other than that, we don't. So at the end of the day, the reason why Black history is always focused on slavery is because it's African Americans who are generating the media, right? There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. That's their history in their own country. Obviously, there's black history beyond slavery. And I, I get the perspective of, like, we need to start teaching kids black history beyond slavery. I understand all of that, right? But the way they were getting at her, I had to come in the group and, like, this girl's the only African-American, right? And we do this a lot. Like, there's always that thing of, like, Africa versus the diaspora. Whether it's Africa versus the Caribbean, or Africa versus African Americans, or Caribbeans mm. versus Africans, it's like mm. this this type of xenophobia shit that we do. Even in Toronto, we have this, right? We'll have like Francophone and Anglophone Yeah. And all and meet African each other. Yes, <laughs> or or like and it, and it's like why why are we bragging about the language that our that our masters gave us, or like or or like you, you'll literally have Africans from the Horn. Somalia, Ethiopia, Eritrea, Sudan, who are like, I'm not black, I'm Somalian, right? The same way how Godfrey had the episode about the Dominicans. I'm not black, I'm Dominican. I'm not yeah. black, I'm Dominican. <laughs> I love that shit, but it's right? So, so, like, we do this all the time, right? We try to separate from each other, whether it's... At, in Canada, we do this a lot in Toronto, especially when it comes to religion and ethnicity, and they do this in the States as well. So... But the States is more like economic levels. But so everyone's getting at it, ripping her apart, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, hold on, hold on. I just want to bring a different perspective on this, right? Because I didn't know about Juneteenth until like maybe like five years ago when, when, a, when a bunch of Black people on uh, my timeline were posting about it, right? Because I guess I guess Americans are posting about it. So we got hooked to it and then Britain got hooked to it. And everyone's like, oh, Juneteenth, okay, go, 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 right? My
1: cousins who are American, well, he was in university at the time. And that was when I found out about Juneteenth. So he graduated, he was in New for like the last five years,
0: so yeah. So so I'm sitting there, and they're they're bashing the girl. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because even though we don't have Juneteenth here in Canada, because, well, Canada doesn't even acknowledge its slavery, so the Nova Scotians probably don't even have a day where they get to celebrate, because Canada whitewashes all of its history. That's why I respect American for not whitewashing their shit. But I will say this, in Toronto, in Toronto, we have something similar. So because we're all first generation, Mm -hmm. we have Jamaica Independence Day, Ghana Independence Day, Trinidad Independence Day, Barbados Independence Day, St. Lucia Independence Day, Nigeria Independence Day, literally every single African and Caribbean country, with the exception of Haiti Mm -hmm. and Ethiopia, we all have an Independence Day where if you go downtown for that weekend, there's gonna be clubs, music, and events catered to your culture. Whether it's Jamaica, Barbados, whenever your Independence Day is, the majority of them seem in August and September. That seems to be the time when the French and British and Netherlands stop fucking with us. So it seems to be August, September for the majority of them. But we have it, right? So when I brought that up, because the girl who said it, she's Ganyan. So I brought it up and I'm like, okay, what's the difference between Juneteenth and Ghana Independence Day? Quiet. Because Ghana, Ind- because Ghana Independence Day is you celebrating the end of colonialism in Ghana. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. same way Jamaica, Trinidad, Barbados Independence Day is us celebrating the end of slavery. The whole point of, let me just state this, and then I had to state this too for the Caribbeans in the group. I'm like, the whole point of Carnival, or what we call here Carabana, the whole point of Carnival, whether it's Carnival, Crop mm-hmm. Cropover, and Barbados, the whole point of that is to celebrate the end of slavery. Yeah. That's getting that's back your
1: independence, like that, being able to embrace about. your culture, be like there. That's the whole point.
0: Well well, that's what it's turned into. But 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 originally the whole idea behind Carnival and Juve and Cropover was for people to hit the road and they dress up in the masquerade outfits and it was it was to kind of like make fun of the slave masters. Yeah and that was the whole point of carnival, carabana, juve, crop over. And then, and then eventually all of a sudden now it's just become, it's become a thing where you celebrate the Caribbean culture, but it's also become a thing where it's like fallacious and this, 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 but you know, when I was younger, I enjoyed it, I'm not gonna say I didn't, but that's the whole point of it. So it's like, if we're gonna sit here and bash the lonely American girl for celebrating the end of slavery, but when Ghana independence day comes up, you're gonna be the first one listening to WizKid at Ghana house, What what, what, what are we doing? I don't you know what I mean? when I don't why they
1: thought, thought the bullying, pretty, yes, that pretty much gang out. up and bullying her about it was necessary. I don't, I don't understand that.
0: Stupid. And, like, I had to defend her because I was like, why do we do this? Like, mind you, I, I, I get the point they were trying to make. They were trying to say that going forward, we need to do this, this, this. And, like, I'll say this. I remember there's a video with Akon. And I love it because he, he's speaking to like a council of like African leaders. I'm not sure if mm-hmm. it's in his home country of Senegal or mm-hmm. in all of Africa. I'm not really sure who the leaders are, but he brought up a good point. He goes, if we want to redefine the image of blackness and Africa for the world, we should do what countries like America and Italy and Greece did, where they literally took their heroes and they literally took the mythology of their heroes and they made them into cartoons, TV shows, action figures, everything. And that's yeah. why you have like Julius Caesar and all the Romans. That's why you have like Greek mythology with Zeus and everything. That's why Which is so popular America, till this day. Like uh, America's mythology is Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. That that's the outlet for the world, right? So it's like, as Africans, if we want to redefine. Our image and especially redefine it for the children coming up, we should do the same thing. We, we should start creating productions, whether it's cartoons, TV shows, action figures of like Mansa Musa. Um, not really Shaka Zulu, because that still has to do with white oppression because he was fighting against the, the Dutch and the English, so not so mm. much. But like Mansa Musa, the Ashanti kings, the Igbo kings, the Fulani kings. Like we need, like, the same way how, like, how people have done it for Egypt. Mind you, they've painted Egypt as like Arab and white, but yes. they've definitely took Egyptian mythology and ran with that, right? Like we should do the same thing for West, South, and East Africa. I think the worst thing is like, I've noticed that like, I mean, you talk about this once, it's like a lot of black people, because we've been sold the idea of Egyptian mythology with the Pharaohs and all of that, like there was yeah. a TV show, you call mummies Alive. because we've been sold this it's just like it's just like we have this we have this affinity for egypt and in yep, reality you if you are african-american or you are caribbean you're not from egypt there was no slave trade in egypt the slave trade was in west africa and i've noticed i see a lot of black people who have these avatars on their screen of like egyptian pharaohs and gods and they even have tattoos on their body of egyptian pharaohs and gods beyonce uses imagery of Egyptian pharaohs and gods. And I'm like, none of us are Egyptian. If anything, when the Arabs came in, all the Egyptians are now like the Sudanese people and the Ethiopian Somali people. None of us are Egyptian. Well, they've taken something that
1: embraces the prosperity of an entire nation, of having pharaohs and kings and wanting to be descendants of these people. That's why it's embraced so much. What they've
0: they've really done and...
1: When you think about it, though, it's been fed to us in the way of making it seem as that the word descendants of pharaohs and these people like that that's ultimately what it is that's why it's embraced so heavily
0: but what it really is and quote quote to my brother's wife she's from sierra leone she said "She said the best way she goes the only reason why black people embrace egypt is because it's the only place that white people acknowledge yeah just straight facts yeah
1: no that's true i would
0: agree most white people don't acknowledge it as being black because the arab conquest happened, so they always try to paint the images of egypt being white Mm -hmm. And era, but then obviously Europeans went there and shot the nose and all that. But like the reason why we embrace Egypt so much is because it's the only place that white people acknowledge. So we feel like if we say we're Egyptian, there's a certain Mm -hmm. status with that because white people acknowledge it. When in reality, none of us are Egyptian. Like I'll go on YouTube and I'll see these talking in videos about how we're Egyptians. Like, no, we're not, like, all of us are West African. Every single one of us. So if, if anything, we should be getting tattoos. We should have imagery. We should have all of that of West African kings and queens, West African dynasties and kingdoms. None of this should be about Egypt. But we, we ride a Egypt's dick because white people acknowledge Egypt. And the joke is, if you go to Egypt right now, they will treat you like a nigga. Egypt is full of Arabs who don't like black people. They will treat you like shit. And I've never understood that. But yet, if I tell you, yo, let's let's go to Accra, let's go to Legos, everyone's like, no, no, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. Like, I feel like most people, obviously not Africans, but most people, Caribbean and African-American, they love Egypt because white people acknowledge it. So there's, there's this... And then they know about South Africa because of you Nelson know, Mandela and everything that happened in the 80s and 90s. But the rest of Africa, they just see it as, like, one big world vision... I want to get my limbs cut off. I don't want to go. Even countries like Nigeria and Ghana, who have billionaires who, like, not even, it's all of Africa. You can go to Kenya, Nigeria, Ghana. All these places have tourist areas, cities, beaches. It it looks beautiful. Doesn't that fascinate you, though,
1: how easily it was able to take something in fact and make this image, like you just said, of world vision, and having people believe that's all they're going to see to the point of, like, actual fear? Where they think that something is going to happen to them. It's 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 amazing what propaganda can do to your mind.
0: And it's just like and it's just like because because me and because me and you grew up in Canada and because I grew up in a Ganyan neighborhood growing up, mm-hmm. like if you grew up in like Canada or London, it's like you grow you're growing up with Africans who are first generation just like you. So that ignorance it, it, it it's deaded early. But if you're growing up in like Alabama and you've never met anybody who wasn't white American or black American or, or Latino American, then your image of Africa is just, and you're just like, yeah, yeah. I go to Egypt. And you yeah. go to Egypt and you realize the Egyptians are more racist than the white Americans. And you're just like, that, that's why I never understand why we, we ride Egypt's dicks. Like, okay, I understand why, because we always want the Egyptian mythology to remain black as much as they try to make it white. I, so I'm, I'm not saying we shouldn't acknowledge that because that is our history. But yeah. at the same time, Egypt is not the only place in the world that had pyramids. There's pyramids in Ethiopia. There's pyramids in Eritrea. There's pyramids in Sudan. There's pyramids in Somalia. Egypt the problem is, not is the, only the most pla-
1: coveted. The most coveted pyramids and the ones that are the most historically known and studied, and made public, are in Egypt. That's the downside.
2: That's because because that's you don't
1: bigger. learn everything. You don't. You literally only learn like a fraction of what you actually could know.
0: But at the same time, Egypt is also not the only place that had kingdoms. There was kingdoms everywhere. There was the Mali kingdom, the Ashanti kingdom, the Akan kingdom, Kingdoms, everywhere. So it's just like this ignorance, right? And at the end of the day, like, I hear what you're saying, but at the end of the day, it's like we can't keep waiting on other people to teach us. There's YouTube. Oh, no, I'm not of-
1: saying that. I'm just saying that everything that we've been fed to believe about Egypt, that's the reason why a lot of people are like, oh, but this is only what people talk about. That's what I'm saying. Propaganda of pushing something towards people will make you believe anything over time. That's
0: just oh, how it works. That's like what throughout I'm our to say. Life, throughout our lifetime, we've had how many cartoons that Mummy's Alive cartoon? We had how many yeah. movies? How many Hollywood yeah. productions? So it's just like Egypt, the right? same retelling of every
1: story we, the same way.
0: And whenever we had any Hollywood productions outside of Black Panther that were based in Africa they were always about the tragedies. Like there was Blood Diamond about what happened in Sierra Leone. There was obviously Hotel Rwanda about Rwanda. Now Rwanda Mm -hmm. is one of like the top hundred nations in the world economically, right? But you don't know that, right? So it's like, it's like, it's the King of Scotland. You see what I'm trying to say? It's just, it's just ignorance, right? But nah, I just wanted to say like, cause I I had to G-checker. I was like, and I see people online talking about old people who are not African-American, obviously. Who are black talking about oh juneteenth why are we celebrating this i'm like bro if you're not gonna if you're shitting on juneteenth i don't want to see you at crop over carnival juve <laughs> i don't want to see you talk about when, when it's when it's any of your caribbean or african countries independence day because there's no difference between your caribbean and african country independence day and juneteenth you're, you're celebrating so funny.
1: that's actually true but they don't see it
0: that way like what's what's good
1: they don't see it that way not to go That's off topic, but when you said that about the way that how, like, Black people love Egypt,
2: it's really, when I was,
1: yeah, I was saying, it, the funny thing is, when I think about this now, I think the most amazing, like, one of the things that I have realized and seen and, like, over time is the fact that Black people do love Egypt and they want to, like, say that they're descendants of pharaohs, you know? And then I,
2: the like only real...
1: The only real mythology in histories that are dominantly given as propaganda are that of the Egyptians, the Greek mythology, like you mentioned,
0: Romans, and one of the
1: big, pardon?
0: The, the Greeks, the Egyptians, the Romans, and yeah, the Nordic Romans.
1: Nordic and is Nordic. huge. And then, of course, the last one is all the lovely conquerors in British history, because everybody
0: yeah, you At the end of the day, Merlin was a real person exactly sword, but they have stories about out. him about
1: King Arthur and yeah, making yeah. a sword and the lady in the lake <laughs> that's yeah, what I'm trying
0: to get to so. mind, mind you I'm not even mad that it's made up I'm not even no. mad because it was
1: able up. I'm not I'm just saying that it's amazing to see how each one of these places was able to take these legends these stories and turn them into something where people are like, this is amazing. Like, people love the idea of believing that there's a that there's a Zeus. Then you have the idea of Thor. You have the idea of Wonder Woman, who's a superhero from an island called Themyscira. Like, it's actually amazing to think of these things in your mind, and it makes you feel so cool. Yeah, no, it is smart. smart. That's what I'm trying to say. It's amazing to see, and it's sad that we haven't done it yet. I
0: agree with you. It's like It's like, to the point where I remember the last transformers movies they're all garbage but the last one they literally had merlin in it and i was just like but like you have to look at it and you got to see the genius in that like yeah, but merlin
1: like, i know they did that was funny With it's, the just
0: knife. Like, it's just like it's like there's stories in the caribbean too yeah there's tons of those stories that your parents tell you especially if they grew up in a country about ghosts and you know Nucky. what i mean and there's stories about Duppy all the time. So it's like, I'm not well, you know what actually? I wish somebody made a scary movie called Duppy. Yo actually when, kid, I Duffy. I I Duffy was was when I was a kid, I was
1: terrified of Duppy. I thought Duppy was real when I was a
0: kid. Let me not put that in the universe. No, I know. I I'm just saying to... when I
1: was when I was little, I actually believed that Duppy was real and he used to terrify me.
0: <laughs> right. But it's I just used to like it's, there's so many like stories that we have in our individual countries, whether it's in the Caribbean or Africa, that we could have Developed, but the whole thing is like obviously, right? We didn't have the technology to do it, and it's more of an American thing, and da, da, da. But it's just like now's the time to do now, it, right? though. instead of instead of making slave movies, which I can't stand. Can we please make some movies now about these African kings and queen, and kingdoms, about about these these historical tales in the Caribbean that don't have to do with white supremacy? Like we can make and no make white an saviors. Thank you. We can make an historical black movie. It doesn't have to do with white supremacy or it doesn't have to be a white man saving us. Yo, You know how many times I think that's the main reason I've always hated slave movies because it was like it wasn't it wasn't all about seeing my people oppressed because I realized that was a fact. Right. I think Mm -hmm. the two things was the fact of like they made it seem like at no point in time that we try to rebel. When you have countries like Jamaica that had a rebellion every 20 years, but they made it seem like we we just accepted the bullshit, right? We just accepted the rape and we just we just you know what I mean? And on top of that, what made it worse is that like they would literally have this set in like the antebellum self, okay? And in every single black movie, doesn't matter which one, you can name them all, right? It's just like these Negroes could not get freedom on their own. And as much, as much as in that day and time of society, Black people were supposed to be subservient to white people, as much as they, as much as they showcased that, it was always that one white guy. Who, who had a moral compass. Again, who sat there and was like, you know what? I don't agree with slavery. I grew up with, 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 with Fiddler and I love him. And I want to save all Black people. It's just like, so you're telling me at a time. When it was legal to rape, when it was legal to kill, when when, when black people were used as your footpost, literally, there's always that one white guy who was like, "Nope, I have to change it." And the only re- and, the, and and every single reason in every single reason it's the same exact thing: black people can only get their freedom to either Jesus Christ or that one soft-hearted white man. Reminds me of a Tyler Perry movie, right? The black woman can only see the errors of her ways and can change when she catches the ghosts, catches the holy Ghost in church, and then she can see the light-skinned guy behind the corner, right? It's the same concept. But it's just like, I, that's a point that annoyed me because I was like, can we make a slave movie that's fucking honest? Like, like, because I'm sitting there and I'm like, yo, when Jews make movies about the Holocaust, they don't have one German guy who's just nice, who helps the Jews. They literally put the Nazis. They show them as horrible, as horrible as they were factual. Yeah, that's the as, way. They as they go. should. They literally show them as ignoring what's going on, turning a blind eye to it, letting it all happen. And then they usually have a Jewish person like Anne Frank who helps, or they have a Jewish person who's more adventurous who comes in and helps. But they don't have no soft hearted Nazi helping. But whenever, whenever our movies are done, which are often not even done by us to be honest there is always like some soft hearted white man that has like, I think one of the ones I want to see Harriet, but I'm so afraid. Yeah. We never got
1: to see that.
0: I already know that there's going to be some soft hearted white person who helps. Right. And mind you, and this is the thing I hate about like the whole underground railroad thing. And I know they kind of touched on it in the book of Negroes. Cause that was about the Scotians up here, but it's just like, I'm tired of them making it seem like once these black people, came to canada they were free no they were re-slaved and the joke is going back what we were saying in the beginning coming full circle now i didn't even know that this is the problem the problem is like what i was saying what i was saying this is the way the whole conversation started off right what i was saying about how i didn't know about juneteenth until five years ago when social media started showing it to me right it's the same way how when me and you we didn't know about residential schools in canada they were raping molesting and murdering and murdering yeah i didn't know about it until i entered university and when i knew about it i was like how come this wasn't taught in school but then mind you social media was out at that time but now i see residential schools all over social media right and it's the exact same thing about canadian slavery when me and you were growing up we learned that there was no slaves in canada we literally learned that the Black people in America came up here and Canadians were, were there with that open they, arms. That they and helped
1: them settle here and start their arms. lives as free people, as free humans. That's what, that's what we're so-
0: taught. And then social media shows us the records that, like, no, Oakville, Burlington, Hamilton all had slavery. Nova Scotia, they reslaved them and they burnt down their villages. So, like, as much as people hate on social media, this social media generation is a lot more educated than the other generation, because the other yeah. generation, it's the news effect, right? Whatever the news told you, that was your only outlet, and you believed it. Whatever you saw in the political sphere, that was the only outlet, and you believed it. But now social media has come along and taken there and be like, no, 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 that's a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie. And now you have people being able to debunk these things. But back in the day when our parents were coming up, if the media told you that this Black man just hang himself by the tree, you believed it. But now we got social media being like, no, actually, these people hung them. You see what I'm trying to say? Like, and yeah, and you also I find say- out
1: that the KKK almost had a, was having a foothold here and was starting to branch out here. A lot of people oh, like I to believe do. the KKK. Huh? No, I know, but say, a I lot do. of people...
2: I don't live too far from but, Georgetown.
1: That I know I, what I'm I, saying, but a lot of people like to believe the KKK never came to Canada. And I said, that's highly, that's not possible. They must have. Even if they Google, never Google. got a strong Google. enough hold.
0: They're still here. Go- no, I Google know. Georgetown.
1: That's not what I mean. I'm saying that people have genuinely thought that the KKK never got here. What they sure. don't realize is is that they have been here. They are still here. They're just quiet right now.
0: True. Sure. Like, <laughs> literally, we, we have a city here called Georgetown. It's right outside Brampton. Brampton is, like, the, the blackest middle-class suburb in all of Canada next to Ajax, right? And a high population of black people. And right above Brampton is Georgetown. Georgetown is the small ass city. It looks like they're stuck in the 1800s. It's the only city in the whole entire GTA that does not have a bus system. Every time, Georgetown votes every year to not have a bus system because they don't want immigrants coming into their city, like the ignorance of that. Every other city around Georgetown and in and around the GTA has an active bus system. Georgetown don't got it. All they have is a go bus that runs through there to go to Guelph University. They refuse it every year. Because they don't want immigrants. There's If you Google Georgetown, every single year, there's cases of immigrants moving into Georgetown and being harassed, having niggas spray painted on their houses and moving out. And yeah. this this is 2020, and this city is literally like, it's like having a KKK hold right outside Harlem, like that's, that's really literally. Brampton's like the blackest suburb, and then right outside of it, Georgetown. Crazy shit, crazy shit. But yeah, man, that was that was my point. I just wanted to get that off my chest. I'm not gonna lie, it's I. Lying. Just, yeah, it was bothering me, man. I like, and sometimes I want to stick up for my Black Americans, man. It was really bothering me. I was like, Yo, shut up, shut your mouth. So I want to get off <sighs> my chest. The other thing I wanted to get off my chest before we get into anything beautiful. Okay. Father's Day was yesterday. As I said, today is the uh, twenty-second. Father's Day was yesterday. Um, take a drink if I go for this, because I say this every year.
1: Oh God! Oh wait, I actually know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say.
0: So my regular yearly announcement, I wish we did this episode yesterday, but we couldn't do it because it was Father's Day. My nephew came over, you know, whatever, whatever. But I'll say this. Um, ladies. <laughs> ladies. Oh,
2: you're gonna get so much hate, yeah. I'll do
0: that. Ladies. When Father's Day comes around, okay? I just have one request. I know, I know, I get it, I get it. Niggas ain't shit, men ain't shit. I know, I know. Your daddy wasn't shit, or your daddy was shit, but your mama told you he wasn't shit because of her own ignorance. Either case, okay, I know. Men are horrible, men ain't shit. We just good to make babies, or for some of you, we just good for the money in our pocket to take care of y'all. But as a, as a gender, we ain't shit. I'm aware. I'm aware there's ain't shit men. I'm not justified anything for non-ain't shit men. I don't even like patriarchy. But can we have one day, one day of the year where there's no man bashing, 24 hours? I'm not asking 365 days. That makes sense? I'm just asking one day. Just one day. I mean,
1: it's on the, you're only awake for 12 hours, not 24.
0: Just one there. day. From 12 to 12. Well, 12 to 12 to 12. One day, okay? Can we just not bash men on that day? Like, you know, you know how annoying it gets when I see people, happy Father's Day, mom. I'm like, listen, this is Father's Day. Not single mom day. Not bitter woman day. Not Ooh, my baby.
2: At
0: the end of the day, Guess who picked your baby father? At the end of the day, guess who picked your husband?
2: I shouldn't even be laughing.
0: (laughs) Guess who picked your father? You can point this at your mother when you see her. (laughs) I literally just want one day. Listen, we celebrate mothers every day of the year. Mothers are like Egypt. We have the most affinity for them as we should, they birth us, okay? We celebrate and honor our mothers every day of the year. I don't even have kids, bro. But when I do have kids, I want to see better commercials than just tools and toolboxes. When I have kids, are I want my fathers family- fathers'
1: day commercials? I don't even know.
0: Toolboxes I don't that
1: look See, when I do have-
0: them. They- thank you. You prove my point. When I have kids, I would like to see the restaurants full, like the way they are on Mother's Day and I don't wanna be instructed to go out and barbecue for my fucking family. It's my day. Why am I going out on Father's Day and barbecuing and for you? Take my ass to dinner, wine and dine me, bring me home and throw me some. Y'all get it Mother's Day, y'all get it Valentine's Day, y'all even get it on the anniversary. Valentine's Day and the anniversary is solely about women. Actually in the States, I learned this from an American girl in the States, they have like a male version of Valentine's Day. To implement that shit here, I forget what it's called, but somebody will put it in the comments. But I'm asking one day, bro, just if you if you truly hate men and you hate your baby father and you don't want to take any responsibility for your part in anything, it's it's all everybody else's fault. Fine, but just stay off social media for one day, bro. Just 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 don't go on. it, Okay. Can I have something. I'm tired, I'm tired of seeing pictures of single mothers with their kids and being like Happy Father's Day. I'm like, oh, shut up give it one day of respect listen at 12 a.m you can go back to cursing men again i know it's hard just wait when, when, when it gets to eleven fifty-nine and you grinding your teeth just wait wait 59 more seconds just just give it a little bit and you can go right back to cursing again i have no issue with that just give men one day of respect there are good fathers there are bad fathers but just give men one day respect, the same way there are good mothers and there are bad mothers,
2: sure. but
0: we give them infinity every single day, right? Just give men one day. All I ask is one day of respect. That's all I'm saying, bro. I'm going to repeat this every year, every single year on Facebook, I put up a status, and people like it, and people DM me and tell me to go to hell and die. And I say, "All right, that's cool. I, I just want <laughs> one- You get
2: eight messages to.
0: Oh, facts, facts, and this is Facebook, so I know these people.
1: Can I ask one thing? Why does there need to be a male version of Valentine's Day? Like, I okay. So let me let, let's put this out there for any like for anyone of you who have never listened to to us or are new to Awkward and Black. I don't understand why everything only has to be for the woman. Like, I like to give gifts. Like, you you can ask my boyfriend. He's he's right on the screen. He knows that. <laughs> like, he knows that. So I don't understand why you all of a sudden have to have a separate Valentine's Day for men. It should happen think, on the same day.
0: I think it's a social thing. I think. Um, and
1: it's stupid, though.
0: I, you should what have a it separate is.
1: holiday just to celebrate a man on Valentine's Day or to celebrate your man for Christmas or some other bullshit. That's nonsense. Like I don't, I don't understand that.
0: I'm gonna be honest. Like, I can only think of you and maybe another girl that I know, who my relationship with you guys was Mm -hmm. equal. most women i know Mm
2: -hmm.
0: as much as women hate men who think they're god's gift to man which is there's a few men like that i won't lie but like nine percent of women think they're god's gift did i say that right as much as women hate men who think they're god's gift to women yes and there's a few men like that But 90% of women think they're God's gift to men. Like 90% of women think that the relationship is literally about pleasing them. Everything is about them. The relationship is is about
1: both people being happy and both people being pleased.
0: I've literally been in relationships when I was younger, where it's like, Valentine's Day is about her. Anniversary is about her. Christmas is about her. Then when it comes to your birthday, she don't even give you a gift. Give you the same pussy you've been used to getting, but she put it in a hotel and she put a bow on it. Same pussy you've been used to getting 24-7, but she just put in a hotel and it's like, yo, where's my gift? I'm giving you dick and a gift. Mind you, as you get older though, as you get older, a lot of women do tend to like it changes. I will say that. Like when I started to get into my mid-20s, I noticed this mentality started to change a little bit and it wasn't so prevalent and it was in my early 20s. Yeah. But even, even in relationships, right? Like we talk about this all the time. I literally know women who went to school just just to get a man. You know what I mean? Like, like my daughter is a doctor. No, your daughter is a doctorate. <laughs> don't practice, right? I literally know women who literally get temp jobs to just find a man with money and then sit at home, cook food and fuck a nigga. Like it, just, it is what it is, right? That's so not it's not like me, the idea of a relationship I think me and you are different, but the idea of a relationship in the main sphere is mm-hmm. really about a woman. It's about like, you know, happy, happy yeah. life, happy wife, happy wife, happy home. Like the idea is about yeah. pleasing the woman. No one gives a shit about you. You just go out there, you make the money and you know what I mean? So it's, th- that 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 idea hasn't changed, it hasn't changed. So, But I just want one thing. One I want to go back man. for
1: a second, back to our conversation, Slavery. I had a question for you when we were talking about it. So you know how you were talking about the fact of, you know, wanting to teach young black children, not just about slavery. Did you hear what Carrie Washington said that she's going to teach her kids?
0: What did Carrie Washington say? Yeah.
1: With that face is so rude. I know she acts with her teeth. It's not her fault. <laughs> Stop. So she apparently said that she is not going to be raising her children by starting them off. About knowing about slavery,
0: I respect that. And
1: she's going to be educating them about like their history, yes, but she's not going to start off with the fact of them being enslaved and like disenfranchised. She's going to start with like more prosperous things, and I guess bring it backwards. I respect
0: that. Doesn't want to create an inferiority complex in her. Yeah, I respect.
1: So my question, so my question to you because you you brought it up first, it's like how how do you feel about that? Like the. I still think it's important for kids to know, but I also don't want it to be the first thing that they learn because it always, ma- I sometimes think that it makes kids feel as like if they're always inferior. Like that they were enslaved, yeah. they grew up that way. And also, to the fact that history makes it seem as if the only way that slaves can ever be saved is to have a gentle white man and for them not to rise up on their own. So it's like, so really, my question truly is you know, I think that there's power in knowing that slaves didn't just sit there and take it because we're taught that
2: especially here
1: (laughs) and we're taught that the only way to be saved is by a white savior but i also think it'd be amazing to go back historically and actually teach your children especially you know because she's african-american being able to tell them about history of like the continent of africa i don't know if her husband is african-american i don't know um but to learn about that first and then tell them, you know what, then this happened with the slave trade. But like, let them know about the prosperity and like, like these amazing things first. How do you feel about that? Like being done in reverse?
0: I definitely think it's a good idea. Let me just create some context here. So I think the world is going to teach your kids about slavery anyways. So Mm -hmm. I think you should be the one to teach your kids about the good parts of your culture. But again, you have to educate yourself on that culture. Like when me and you were growing, for me and you were growing up it's like all the muslim kids on the weekend used to go to a muslim school a lot of yeah. a lot of the asian kids, depending on what country they were from would go to an asian school right so it's like you can't wait on the school system to teach your kids because all they're going to teach your kids about is slavery mm-hmm. you have to teach your kids about own culture that's that's your that's your job it's your job it's a school system going to teach them about slavery. So you can't, you can't be begging the school system to implement courses on African history, because they're not going to do that, right? The, 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 they've, already, they've already tried to whitewash the fact that slavery didn't even happen. So let's be real about it. But I will say this. Um, I respect Kerry Washington for that. But going back to what you said, Kerry Washington is also in a position where she's able to do that. Mm-hmm. Kerry Washington's man is Nigerian. Oh, but he is. Niger- I, wasn't sure, I wasn't sure
1: where he was from, to be honest.
0: Nigerian, yeah, yeah he's, he's a Nigerian businessman. Oh, okay. My Niger- nice job, boy. So he's able to actually do that because he's Nigerian. So he's coming straight from Nigeria, born and raised in Nigeria. He's a Nigerian businessman, I believe, and he has a business over here, too. I'm not really sure, but he's born and raised in Nigeria. I have no idea. So... so If you're born and raised in Nigeria, obviously you learn about Britain because that was your colonizer. But at the same time, Nigeria is an interesting country. When Nigeria was done with British colonization, they basically took over the government and made it so that 60% of all the companies have to be owned by Nigerians. Mm. So a lot of other countries in Africa do that. So you'll go to other African countries and all of their businesses are still owned by France or all of their businesses are still owned by whoever colonized them, and the people there are suffering because they don't own their own businesses. The reason why Nigeria is so rich and wealthy to this day is Mm -hmm. because they demanded that 60% of all companies in Nigeria, including the oil industry, have to be owned and operated by Nigerians, which is why the richest woman in the world is that woman that owns the oil reserve in Nigeria, right? I didn't know that 60%
1: was actually allotted. That's amazing.
0: Okay, so on top of that, out of all the African countries that I've ever, like, met people from, Nigerians are the most proud. Like, Nigerians are literally the Jamaicans of Africa. They're the most (laughs) proud. And I mean that in a good way. So it's just, like, Nigerians take a lot of pride in their country, whether they're Igbo or whether they're – it doesn't matter what they are. Whether whether they're Yoruba, they're very, very proud people. So at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure he was taught his own culture. Oh, well, he grew up in his own culture, but I'm pretty sure he was taught his own history is what I'm trying to say. So her having a Nigerian husband, he's able to teach the kids African history because he's African. So she has an advantage to do that. But going apart from that, I agree with what she says. I agree with her sentiment. I think we should all do that. The one of the things I always say to you is that before every Black person has kids, we should unlearn. Before we... Even think about having kids. We need to unlearn. Unlearn light skin, dark skin, and shadeism. Unlearn good hair, bad hair. Unlearn this inferiority complex to white people. Unlearn all of these things that have been passed down. I've seen black people try to straighten their kids' noses when they're younger. I've seen black people tell their kids, don't go out in the sun too long. We need to unlearn all of these things, right? Now, the fact that this guy is Nigerian, he doesn't have to unlearn nothing. I'm pretty sure there is some British... Ideals that are in the Nigerian culture naturally. I'm not saying there's not, but it's not as bad as if you're Caribbean or African American and you've been through hundreds of years of slavery. It's a little different. And also, think he still has a foothold
1: on his history because it was verbally passed down, and then he knows it as well. So he has like he has like that also that you can hold on to.
0: It was verbally passed down, and it was written, right? Well, like well, like if you're Caribbean, but you have that to hold on
1: to because it's yours. I get that.
0: Well, if you're Caribbean or if you're African American. Your mm-hmm. history with with slavery. Me and you both don't know our last names. The only the on, the only difference between us and Americans the boat drop off, right? So it's like, yeah, I get what she is saying, and I agree with her wholeheartedly. But she also has she also has the utmost advantage to do that, right? Yeah. Like I always, say, I always say, I always say we should unlearn everything if we ever decide to have children. And at the exact same time, I. I think I don't want to teach my kids about slavery. I don't want them to be ignorant to it. So, what I think okay. I'm going to do when I do teach my kids history, I'm not going to teach them that they're African as if Africa's a country. I'm not going to teach them that they're Egyptian because that's the only positive depiction of black people that they're going to see on television. No. I'm going to tell my kids that their nationality is Canadian. Right. Their race is black and their culture is Caribbean via mine and via our parents' countries. That's their immediate culture, but their instinctive culture is West African. I'm gonna explain okay. to them when they were taken, there was no countries in West Africa, but I'm gonna to explain to them that we probably belong to these tribes that have now settled in these countries. So you can look at these countries as home. I'm not sure which one, but this would belong to. But I am going, I think. I think the problem is that like, If you want to break mental slavery, my point is this. If you want to break mental slavery, you have to educate yourself. So if you're too to educate yourself, then your kids will be ignorant. And that's why I think that, like, before I have children, I will have to educate myself on the Akan tribe, the Shanti tribe, the Igbo tribe, the Yoruba tribe, the Fulani tribe, just different West African kingdoms and tribes. I will have to go out of my way to black bookstores to find these books about these tribes and yeah. teach these them about this. Because if I'm not willing to do my history, if I'm not willing to educate myself, then who's going to educate them? Like I said, they're going to know about slavery regardless. I'm going to tell them that slavery happened in America. I'm going to tell them that slavery happened in the Caribbean. And I'm going to tell them that colonization happened in Africa. So they're gonna be well aware of all these things. But I'm gonna focus 20% on that and 80% on this. So this way when they get into the school system and mm-hmm. they're gonna to have to sit there in a room full of white kids and watch these mm-hmm. movies and TV shows about people being enslaved and disrespected anyways, yeah. at least they'll have this knowledge in the back of their head. You know what I'm trying to say?
1: Yeah. Well they're gonna be more they're actually gonna end up being more educated on their own history. That way no one can take that away from them. I get that, that makes a lot of sense. That's why I was curious what you thought, just because. I, know, I, I know. read about it. I've read about what Kerry Washington said, and she didn't really talk about her husband because it was just her talking. So I didn't actually know that he was Nigerian. So that's actually, that makes a lot of sense why she said it now
0: from before. Yeah, mind you, I could have said it regardless. I don't want to take anything away from Kerry Washington. Like, I'm not no, going to no, you're here and be But like, you're oh,
1: right, though. She oh. does have an advantage. But
0: I also think she has an advantage. She has an advantage. Yeah, you're right. That, you're right. You're actually right. As a Caribbean person, we don't have that advantage because. Our history is slavery, mind you. We we were able to create a culture out of that, and that's where you get the jerk chicken and the flying fish and the doubles Mm -hmm. and the roti, calypso and the soca and the reggae and the the ska and all of that. And it's a great culture, the same way Americans have R and B and hip hop and da 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 da. Same, but she doesn't have to worry about any of that. Her husband is like, for instance,
2: for instance,
0: her child. Will most likely be able, I'm not sure where in Nigeria her husband is from, but her child will most likely be able to at least understand pidgin, but also understand her father's ethnic language. Yeah. Right? Because the father it's the same way how like my brother's wife is from Sierra Leone. So my nephew is gonna be is gonna be multilingual. He gets that benefit. Yeah. You see what I'm Which
1: is awesome, yeah.
0: It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, what are you gonna say?
1: I just remember some things. So so from the episode yeah, the episode before this one. Was it before this one or the first one? I can't remember now. But I remember I talked about what happened with Sasha Exeter and Jessica Mulroy. Yeah.
2: Remember
1: how I talked about that? Okay. Um I don't watch the social. The so this can this seat was- to show I- Pardon?
0: It was the last episode you talked about this.
1: Maybe, yeah. I don't watch the social, but I found out that Sasha Exeter is actually the niece of Marcia Ian, who is a co-host on the social. I had no idea.
2: That I I knew, yeah. I I didn't know
1: that. But anyway, what I'm actually going to get to is the fact that this morning Ben Mal Rooney resigned as co-host of E Talk.
0: Yeah, he's going to go to the states.
1: No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not going to the states. He resigned.
0: He had a good job over there.
1: No, 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 no. no. Let me finish. So he resigned as from his co-hosting job on E Talk. He is still a co-anchor on the morning show here in Toronto, and he is still going to be working for Bell Media, but on other projects like traveling to do red carpets and shit like that. So the reason why he stepped down is obviously the drama surrounding his wife, and he thought that it was the right thing to do to leave the space open to have either a black person of color, or someone who is native, become the host of ETHAR. I know, I know, I know, I know. So I didn't actually know this was happening this morning, because I didn't actually turn on my TV to see the news, because I'm working from home, but I didn't look. I actually saw it when I went online on Twitter, and saw that he had done this in the morning on the morning show, talking about it. And I, this is like, I stopped, because he went missing from the morning show for the longest time, because obviously all the drama's running his way. So as he's saying this statement, I'm listening to him, and I'm like, I understand that you're trying to, like, look good no. be- because of what happened with your wife, and the fact no. that you're you literally watched your wife's career implode because of her own mistake. Like, hands down,
0: not the her own mistake, thing- her own truth.
1: Her own truth, but truth. also her own error because she didn't have to say anything. She made a mistake because she jumped to a conclusion. So what I'm saying is, is that he watched her career implode because of her. it's her own fault. I think one thing that I saw online that bothered me is that people were trying to say that it was Sasha's fault. No, it was not. Sasha made said a blanket statement. Jessica Mulroney thought it was about herself. And then she jumped to conclusions. That is all on Jessica. When it comes to Ben, I find it so interesting that he's saying this because I'm just like, okay, so you're not really losing that much because you're still, you're still the co-anchor of the morning show. You still work for Bell Media and you're still going to be doing red carpets and as he said, other projects. So he's still not really losing. Giving up one job to be able to have it be filled by either a person who is black, a person of color or someone who is native or whatever it is, I don't really think is going to do anything. Like when I saw that, I was actually surprised because I didn't think that he'd want to give up his job but I I understand that it's like a publicity move.
0: You want to know what I think about this? I don't think,
1: it's, I don't think it's actually, I don't know. I don't actually find it that genuine. I mean, come on, like you're not really losing much. You still have like 15 other jobs and you give up one because your wife decided to be a fool. <laughs> not just be a it's fool, like- but she decided to say her ignorance and then act foolish afterwards and be like, it's not my fault. It's, it's Sasha's. I didn't mean to do this. I'm so sorry. I'm going to lend my platform to Black people so they can talk on it. Why do I need to talk on a white person's platform? I have a mouthful.
0: This is exactly what I think about this. First of all, she didn't make a mistake. She told her truth. It's the same way how when we say a Black person was killed, no, they were murdered by the police. She told the reason her truth. I said it she was just, a mistake
1: I, is because she sees it as a mistake, though. She's like, oh, my no, bad.
0: Yeah, th- that's the narrative she wants to pull. Yeah, my that's bad. what I'm trying to say. It she
1: made a mistake because he's saying that.
0: What's your truth? I'll say this from what you just told me, I'm looking at it completely different. She's trying to pull a Wendy Williams. I hear what I'm saying now.
1: I think they're being fake. That's uh,
0: what I think. No, don't know. I Hear what I'm saying now. I'm looking at it right? yeah. from the inside. I hear what I'm saying now. Okay. E Talk in Canada, for everybody who's not Canadian, is essentially our version of entertainment tonight.
1: We do have okay? an ET Canada, though.
0: I know we do, but I'm just <laughs> saying it's our version of entertainment tonight, right? Yeah. So what I mean by that is e is a show where Bill Marrooney and a bunch of other people will come on and just talk about celebrities, talk about their lives, who's cheating on who, who's doing who's, this, yeah. who's fallacious, who's doing this, right? So the reason why I say it's Wendy Williams, because remember when Wendy Williams everybody found out that her man was cheating on her and he was walking mm-hmm. around with the on mm-hmm. vacation? Wendy Williams didn't want to address it on her show and then she took a whole year and then she started addressing it on the show?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So this is what it is. How is Bill Mulrooney Ben going to, sorry, Ben? Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I don't watch I don't I don't watch the gossip shit. So how is Ben Mulrooney going to be on a show that's about celebrity gossip? Okay, I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. And not address and not address his wife who is a celebrity and her gossip.
1: His wife is not a celebrity. She's just a rich white girl who was able to get ahead.
0: She's a celebrity in Canada. She is, let's just be honest about it. She is, she was on a show. She's known, she's a local celebrity in Canada. They're both celebrities in Canada. Let's just keep it real, right? The point is, how are you going to be on a show that is about talking shit about celebrities and you are not bringing up your wife.
1: Well, no one would. No one's going to shit on their
0: no own wife. I'm saying it's literally Wendy Williams, or another example. It's like E-talk. E-talk is like the Canadian version of um, what's that show what, like that E-news. About... No, what's that show that's all about celebrities in America? E-news. Um... No, not E-news, man. The more fallacious one.
2: I have no well, idea. All then. the
0: people are just in the studio, and all they do is talk shit about celebrities. They're just in the studio. Oh my god, that guy roasted Kanye West uh, when Kanye West talked about um, slavery was just a choice. I don't know who
1: roasted him.
0: The show is literally named after like the district in LA. I can't remember what it's called right now, but it's going to come to me eventually. But we, you know, the show, it's like the biggest show in the past five years.
1: Why is my Hollywood reporter?
0: No, no. You're thinking, you got to think lower grade. It's a lower grade. Lower grade. It's the biggest biggest show in the world when it comes to distant celebrities. It's the biggest show in the world. The biggest show, the biggest. You got to think lower grade, thinking too high class. The the black guy who called out Kanye West for saying slavery was a choice was on the show. He called him out on the show.
1: Now, what is the show called? That's the problem.
0: I don't know. I remember, but And the, the show's name literally describes the district in LA where the celebrities live. That's the Hollywood. name of the show. What?
1: Wouldn't it be the Hollywood Reporter? Because that's where they live. They live in Hollywood.
0: No, it's not the show, man. It's... um. I don't know. The, the, the okay. shows become, a, it's, it's, become a, its own like well, n- like verb. Eventually, things. you'll remember. Like Let's shows.
1: move on to your point.
0: <laughs> but, I can't my, remember. My main is that that's basically what etalk is, right? So my main point is that like if you're on a show that's supposed to be talking about celebrities and dissing celebrities, and you're not talking about your wife, and nobody on the show is talking about your wife, and right now, currently, there's nothing else to talk about but your wife because it's the biggest thing in Canada right now, especially during COVID. Yeah. Why, how are you supposed to be on the show if you don't mention your wife? What else are you going to talk about? Besides talking about your wife, the only thing else to talk about is American celebrities who want to pander in a black and white video saying, I'm sorry, or, or you're talking about future movies that might get filmed or might not get filmed. You see what I'm trying to say? Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing else talking about. Or there's like one or two Me Too cases that are still pending. But everyone that's watching the show is going to be like, so what are they going to talk about his wife? So obviously, so obviously, he has to leave that show. I know. I just think it's bullshit because
1: he's still, he's not really losing anything by leaving that show. That's all I'm trying to say. It's like, so oh, I, let's I, leave I, it open I'm for a, somebody I, who's I, black. I, like,
0: who I, cares? I agree with you. What I'm saying is the reason why he's leaving the show is not to get a black person or a native person. Well, that Listen, was in his statement. In
1: I'm just telling you
0: that. My whole life in Canada, I've never seen a native person on a TV show saying jack shit. So yeah. I'm waiting for him to do that. Right? I haven't seen him on a sports show. A new show, nothing. I'm pretty sure if I went up to like the territories, I might see one, but in the other provinces where they are in abundance, I've never seen one on a show ever. So fuck that. Second of all, a black person. So what? You're gonna have a token come on to disassociate the show with all its racism. I hope no black person takes that job, but I know. That's some why I was saying that, that I
1: think it's full of shit because of what the actual context really means. That's I, what I'm trying to get. But to. I
0: think the main reason why he's doing it is because he himself cannot be on that show without addressing the elephant in the room, which is his wife. What is the name of the show I'm thinking about, man? Is it The Insider? No, you're thinking too high grade. You got to go lower. I'm just
1: going to keep saying stuff because I I don't...
0: The guy that runs the show, his name is Harvey something. He's on the show.
1: Harvey. When I think of Harvey, I think of Suits. I don't... (laughs) I don't know. I actually don't know. When you said "me too,"
0: TMZ. TMZ, TMZ.
1: Oh, oh, see, I don't, I don't watch TMZ. that. I don't watch that.
0: Nobody does, so, but I'm saying we're thinking too. You have to go lower. It's TMZ. was TMZ. That's so TMZ. funny.
1: Speaking of which, now that you said "me too," Justin Bieber. <laughs> the shit with Justin Bieber. I'm sorry. Oh, why am I clapping? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, I'm
0: so I, Whatever I say, it's gonna be bad. So I'm gonna let you talk. No, right?
1: I'm just okay. Okay. So I heard about this not even from being on the news I actually saw it on Twitter and I read the entire like thread of like topics that were trending in Canada and Justin Bieber was one of them and it says like rape allegations and I'm like the hell? So I read his statement and then I just watch him literally go into his backpack and just like take out every single receipt that disputes what this girl said named Danielle and I'm just like wait a second so you're gonna go by a first name that Obviously, is not yours. You're going to accuse him of something. Say that he was in a certain place when he has evidence that completely contradicts you. And then now it's like there are some people, there are some women who are actually giving her support saying, oh, I believe Danielle. But it's like, yeah, but this is factually incorrect because he has proof and also photos that show him being somewhere completely different.
0: The manager of the hotel said that he wasn't even at the hotel in that month. Or well, within a three-month span of that month, and then also the
1: follow, also the follow-up to that is that he had the receipt that proved that he was at Airbnb when he was still doing Selena Gomez. He had done a surprise performance, which was captured. So he was there, and then the moments leading after that, he was seen with Selena, and then they went back to their Airbnb. He was never at the Four Seasons.
0: Listen, man, I've, I've I just I've laughed said...
1: because he literally just like was like, "Hold on, let me go into my let me go into my wallet here." false this is this is everything here everything you're saying is false i've said this a few and literally it died off like i haven't heard anything since because of what he did
0: I've, i've said this a few times man like
1: give him credit yeah
0: the problem is and i say this all the time man people will ruin a good thing so yes me i'm glad me too is out me too is to protect women who have been raped sexually assaulted a women who have been taken advantage of right especially in the workplace and I agree me too should be there The problem is is that there will always be people who want to take advantage of something that is righteous
1: Yeah, this will make the situation to make it into their advantage to try and get ahead to get money. That's the whole point
0: this woman said that Justin Bieber took her after a show made out with her took her in the hotel took her to the room, made out with her, but then she didn't want to have sex. And then well, she, she said, said she, he, she told, said that
1: he took her to the bathroom and like forcibly, yeah.
0: Yes. And then, and then she told Justin that she was a Christian girl who was waiting till marriage. Then the receipts came out and the owner of the hotel is like, no, Justin, Justin didn't even stay here that month. And then there's videos of Justin doing a, a performance somewhere else. And then he's with Selena Gomez and Airbnb, and this, right? Exactly, in these photos. So, so th- th- this is the thing, right? And then the problem is is that women like this or people like this will ruin the movement and then all and then and then you have men on the other side who are like see see it's all bullshit it's all bullshit because they literally that's it's what, the same that's way
1: what though.
0: it's the same way how black people will talk about police brutality and their oppression and then mm-hmm. you get candace or terry cruz and then every white person's like you see they agree they agree there's our token right Both it's the exact same So all you need is a woman like this to do some dumb shit. And then you have a bunch of men on the other side who are just like, you see, the women are all liars. Men aren't doing nothing. When in reality, this stuff does happen, right? Yeah. But that's what it is, right? Like there's individual situations that I've heard where I'm just like, how does that even... But then again, as a man, I'm not gonna comment on this show about it. You ain't gonna catch me up in that. But I will say that at the end of the day, when you, the problem is that the movement is good hearted, but you're always going to get people who are going to see a come up mm-hmm. and they're going to exploit, exploit whatever they have to do for the come up. And that's exactly what's happening here. Right. And I, it's just like, I'm glad Justin had the receipts. Cause if he didn't, we would all be like canceled Justin Bieber. Thank God he, he also receipts. handled
1: it. He actually handled it really, really well from the statements that were released. Everything was like super concise And it wasn't like he was being frantic or anything like that. It was actually like, no, no, I know that I didn't do this. So I'm going to prove it. But to your point about Me Too, I think that, I think my problem with, I'm happy that the Me Too movement exists to be able to expose people who have been able to hurt women, especially who are working in the industry, and manipulate them and stunt their careers and pretty much silence them so they can't do anything. I understand why this movement exists. The only downside is what this girl has done. Because when stories like this come out, it discredits the Me Too movement, and then all of a sudden, people are like, "Well, you can't trust anybody." And then all these women who actually are telling the truth, out of like, let's—if you want to create a ratio for five women who tell the truth, you have one who lies, and you're just like, "What?" Like, and that one who lies is always the loudest because it takes away it's from everything.
0: Always, always been like that. Like I remember when Bill I know Cosby, I'm agreeing
1: with you is what I'm saying.
0: I'm really on record for saying that I honestly think out of the like, what was it, like 30 women that accused Bill Cosby? Bill Cosby's definitely a rapist. Like this has been going on for years, right? And the sad thing is he didn't even have to do it. He was Bill Cosby. It's like, I think Bill Cosby had a fetish for like sleeping with dead women or something, whatever. He
1: like, liked them to be like, like, it seems like he liked them to be unconscious.
0: But at the end of the day, if you have 30 women, and I said this before, I honestly think that like 60% of them were actually done up by Bill Cosby. But the rest of the 40 are just trying to get a money grab right and it's just like that's what it is like it's like yo r kelly was on video for raping younger girls r kelly married a leah r kelly did all this stuff and but then at the end of it i don't know if you heard about this there was still like two women who accused r kelly r. kelly's never actually met in real life mind you and the joke is you don't even have to do that r kelly is already remember. going to R. Kelly is already on video. R. Kelly has other videos they found. R. Kelly is already going to jail. You, you don't have to lie. And then you have two women who come out who lie, and it's like, dog, I never even met R. Kelly. Even, I'm sorry, I couldn't even met them. Even when me and you were watching the R. Kelly documentary, yeah. I told, I literally, I was okay with every single person. But at the end of it, there was that one girl who met R. Kelly when she was like 29. She wasn't even a youth. The grown then, one,
1: yes, she, yes, yes, yes. There were two uh, of them who Ar-Kell. were grown that we got pissed
0: at. And she got mad at R. Kelly, and I was like, yo, I don't even want to hear your story, bro. You're 29, like, like, and she did this after Aaliyah, after the video of the other girl, after mm-hmm. all of these things. And I'm like, you're 29, like what? And that, and that's where, that's the issue, right? Mind you, R. Kelly is still a rapist, Bill Cosby is still a rapist, but you get the one, two people that are just there to like, okay, everyone's accusing R. Kelly, yeah. let you get that money grab. And especially yeah. in the state, you can sue for anything. Anything, no, so right. like I'm glad Justin Bieber had receipts. Because listen, I always tell you, man, if I ever make it, I'm gonna bring you around with me everywhere I go. Because I don't want, because all, all I need is someone to take a picture with me in a club, and then you later on, you put it on, yeah, some website with some sex tales, and then all of a sudden, everyone's like, because yeah. the problem is, we live in a society, as Charlemagne says, where like. The lie is more entertaining than the truth. Yes. But at the end of the day, people don't care about the truth. If the lie is more entertaining, people are gonna jump on it and be like, "This is what he did," and it's just like, "Yo, there's not even any proof in it. It doesn't matter. It's what you did." Like. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, glad, I'm glad Bieber had the receipts. Me he too. Didn't have those seats, so.
1: <laughs> I think I think one of the reasons too, and I was thinking. So I. So so pretty much, I was listening to as I as I work, I listened to Ronan Farrow's podcast called. The the Catch and Kill podcast. I don't know if you've ever listened to it. He has an entire series of him documenting in his podcast how he broke the Harvey Weinstein story because he's the one who wrote the original article that was in the New Yorker. And listening, so you know what we're talking about when Mewtwo gets discredited? Listening to Ronan Farrow talk about the Mewtwo movement and the stories of some of these women. These women were grown women, yes. But the way that the situation was manipulated for them is that there's one woman who never did anything with Harvey Weinstein. She was his assistant back in like the 90s. She never did anything with Harvey Weinstein. She was from London. What he would do is he would do inappropriate acts. And even though she would comment and go and be like, I need to like, this needs to be dealt with, that everyone would be like, oh, you know, it's not that really big of a deal. He just has like a type and everyone knew. And the way that he would silence these women is he would literally end their career. So in this one, there's this one episode that I listened to, and I think it was like episode like three or four. And the assistant that was from the UK, she went after Harvey Weinstein, she did, with another woman because of what, of, of his sexual advances, everything. The way that he kept them silent is he had them sign an NDA. And instead, because they couldn't get to court because he had too much money and they had none. <laughs> How are you going to fight a man who's a juggernaut? Like, like you don't have the funds. So he pretty much paid them, signed the NDA, and guess what happened to her? She couldn't get any work. He made sure that she was blacklisted. So then you end up finding out that the way that he was able to, main, to maintain control over some of these women was—this is like years later after the NDA was signed and she was paid out—he would rehire them. Think about that for a second. You have a okay. man sexually harass you and assault you because he did try, she used to wear two pairs of tights and he would try and rip her tights off. And like apparently Harvey Weinstein was like a big guy. When I see him now, I see like this frail old man, but apparently back then in the 90s, he was like a big guy. So trying to fight him was impossible if you this little tiny petite person like you couldn't get away. The idea of having Yo- like two sets of...
0: Hmm? he also had a little tiny dick, like a micro penis.
1: I know what I'm saying is The idea of having to do that and like this man sexually harasses you, assaults you, you go after him and apparently he's so accustomed to, he's so accustomed to being able to do this whenever he wants that he makes sure that you sign an NDA but Mm -hmm. if you do anything you pretty much have to pay back that sum plus interest. Then he Mm -hmm. makes sure that you never work in entertainment again and then when you're like struggling to look for work, he looks at you and goes... Come work for me again, because the only way you're gonna get back in is if you come work for my company. And like an idiot, you take the job because you need to work. And then he keeps this sense of control over you. That's fucked. You know what I mean?
0: Why is he petty as shitter?
1: No, no, what I'm saying is what the meat you
0: like you fifty cent petty.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying the me too tied to what he did and what Bill Cosby did, that shit makes sense, except for the people who willingly did it knowing that like I, here's my thing. I don't think that you... The women who willingly did what they did and then got upset and complained, the only reason that I have an issue with is because they were they were aware of what was happening. I'm being serious. I feel bad that they feel as if... They I, have I can't say worse. anything. So no, I know. Here, no, what I'm saying is, is that I feel terrible that these women felt as if that the only option that they had was to sleep with this man or lose their whole career because of all his money. But I also don't think it was right for them. To, I would have rather lost my career, to be honest with you. I'd rather never work in Hollywood again than sleep with this old man who's going to get me ahead. Like, no. But that's just my take. People are going to hate me for it, which is fine.
0: A devil's advocate for one second. Pardon? Probably the only one going to get to do it. as only a devil's advocate, right? Okay.
2: I'm no, not talking
0: about the I'm not talking about the women who were harassed and sexually assaulted. I'm not, I'm and talking actually, about the
1: women who willingly did it. That, that makes me sad I, I, to think that that's what was their own
0: option. I want to ask you a question, I want ask you one question. Go ahead. I hope to God this doesn't come, I just want to ask you. I just have one question, that's it. Okay? Ask the question.
2: Play.
0: One question, okay? Now, at what point in time do you put your dignity, above the money because a lot of these situations that i hear especially the harvey weinstein ones a lot Mm -hmm. of it is like well harvey weinstein told me if i didn't sleep with him i wouldn't get the job well harvey weinstein told me if i didn't sleep with him i couldn't be in the movie harvey weinstein wasn't necessarily your boss you're an actor you're a freelancer right but he told you if you didn't sleep with him you couldn't get the job you couldn't get the movie hostess or a bartender it was your first role and then these women will say they slept with him
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then they went on to have careers mm-hmm. and now they want to go back and shit on harvey weinstein i'm not saying harvey weinstein is right because i know i got to cover all basics harvey it was a basic an abuse shit. of
1: power is what you're trying to
0: say i'm agreeing it's abuse of power my question is this you can just say no mm-hmm If a man comes, let me ask you a question. If a man comes to you, okay, tells you, basically just tells you, I won't give you this bag of money that you deserve in your career unless you sleep with me. Okay, me and you are together. And he tells you, sleep with, two two options. Sleep with me and you get this bag of money. Mm -hmm. Or he tells you, or, or you want to be an actress your whole life. And you auditioned, and you 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 got it, and you're you're finally at that point where you're about to do the the, the filming, and he tells you if you really want to be a part of this film, you gotta sleep with me. At what point in time do you just say no? I'd walk away. I just want to know because, and I'm not saying these are all the situations because I know I gotta cover all my bases. No, no.
1: if I was ever put in that I situation, I'd walk
0: things. away at what point in time like i feel like a lot of these situations that i hear and i know a lot of people feel this way so it's gonna be devil's advocate here i just mm-hmm. i know to come back to haunt me i know it is but a lot of these situations that i feel that i hear sorry it seems like these women are acting like i understand if you already worked for harvey weinstein i get mm-hmm. that but i'm talking about people who are just freelance right mm-hmm. it seems like these people act like well i had no opportunity i needed the money to pay my bills i needed the money to do this i needed the money to do this i yeah. would have had to go back to work at denny's and it's just like but that's that's literally the same thing that a prostitute says i need the money to pay my kids i need the money yeah to no to no i mean how, how come how come we're not looking at a prostitute and arresting all the men that ever slept with her because we don't do that to a prostitute. We demean the hell out of her, right? We don't sit there and look at all the men who slept with her when they came in the car and said, hey, uh, I want you to eat my ass and suck my dick. And she said, I don't eat ass. And he's just like, put an extra hundred on it. Eat ass now, don't you? And she's like, okay, I'll eat ass for an extra hundred, right? We're not going back and gathering up all the men that slept with the prostitute and telling them they ain't shit, right? So yeah. all I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. All I'm saying is for the women that fall into these niche situations, these right. niche situations, you have agency. You can just say no. You can just say, fuck it. I want to be an actress. I really do. But it's not worth me selling my body. You're allowed to just say that. Like, there's become this narrative where it's like, well, I wanted to be an actress and this was the only way to do it. So I did it. And it's just like, and then men are sitting there on the other end like you could have just said no, though. Like, you, you, what? And I think that's the issue where people advocate, I think people get confused yeah. about. Yeah. When it comes to niche, niche situations, not all of them, these are the niche ones, right? Where these women literally say, well, I want to be an actress, and he told me if I wanted to be an actress, I had to suck his dick and eat his ass and play with his balls. And they're just like, well, I did it. And it's just like, you could have just said no. Like at what point in time does no come in? I understand if you're working for Harvey and he came in the room and actually raped you. I'm not
1: talking about that. Which he did do allegedly.
0: He did, he did. I understand the situations if Harvey told you to come to his hotel room at 12 o'clock at night, even though I think that's absolutely stupid, but whatever, if you were that gullible, you got there 12 o'clock at night and then he decided to forcefully rape you. Not talking about those ones either, okay? not talking about those ones. You were gullible to get there, but once you're there, if you actually physically, I'm not talking about those ones as well. Mm. I'm talking about the ones where Harvey Weinstein literally put two things. He you put your career on the table, and he put the money on the table. The blue pill and the red pill. The blue pill and the red pill. And you picked one. You chose it. And then you want to sit here and cry wolf. I just want your opinion as a woman on those. Cause that's always been my thing. I'm like, I don't know. If I really was ever
1: put that. into the situation where somebody, like, if I wanted to be an actress, or not even an actress, because this can be used for any situation of wanting to get a raise, wanting to be able to do something, work on a project, because men have a atten- men can abuse their power when they are in charge of women.
0: If yeah, it was ever no a thing, point. He physically touched you. He just put. Right. No. No. What I'm saying
1: out. is about if it was something where I was given a choice of like, if you sleep with me, you can do this, and if you don't, you can walk. I personally would walk. Because I'm not going, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that, no. Because, okay. I, like you said, I do have agency over my own body, but my dignity and my pride is not worth that. I would much rather walk, walk away, file an actual complaint, and then go to the police and be like, well, he, he pretty much, gave, he, he said this, and file a complaint against him because that's the what, only thing that I can the,
0: do. Why didn't they walk? And then they come back so, years later. Like, well, I had no choice. I'm like, no, no, no.
1: so in the Harvey podcast
0: Weinstein actually gave you a choice. The fact that Harvey Weinstein gave you the two ultimatums means that he actually gave you a choice.
1: in most of the gave. podcasts I'm listening to it, a lot of the women who said that they chose, well, not all of them really spoke about it. From my understanding, it seems as if that to them at that moment in time they didn't think that they had a choice that's that's my impression from what i listened to in the podcast the only time that i felt any form of like emotion was listening to some of the stories no i know i'm saying what they said though this is what happened they said that they felt like they had no choice i don't know how i feel about that because i feel like people walk away like oh i'm not saying i I don't know but what i'm saying what i am trying to say about the podcast episode is the fact the only episode where i felt anything was when a girl who was going to be like in a movie i can't remember her name she doesn't act anyway now they were supposed to be going to a party the party was supposed to be in harvey's hotel you know they have hotel parties supposed to be in his room in his suite because the suite's gigantic she arrives there's nobody there she turns around and she goes well where is everybody and they say oh you know you're just early then harvey walks out in a room the girl looked at them and she literally said, get from the front of the door, and she left. She was like, no, because she knew. She was like, no, this is not happening. And it, was, it wasn't even anything. It was just like, it was just he walked into the room, tried to be like, oh, calm down, calm down, and just expected her to, to sleep with him because she, he came out in his robe. But that girl walked away so The once. Yeah, but I'm saying the other girls, they said they felt like they had no choice because they wanted to do this. A lot of them did admit that they like,
2: should have walked away. Have
0: no Listen, listen. I'm okay, not
2: saying okay. that but I, what I,
0: they're I, saying is just, right. I don't, I don't, I'm not judging. I just want to create a different perspective, right? It's just like, I'm not rich. I'm not rich, right? I'm not extremely wealthy. I have school debt. I have a bunch of shit, okay? If I went to work tomorrow and my female boss said, Justin, here's the money for your school debt. Here's the money to put a down payment on a crib. And I'm gonna raise your salary by an extra 50 bones. Wow, took me out of school. I got money to put on a house and you're gonna raise my salary 50 bones? Okay. And then she says, but you gotta fuck me. Fuck Brittany, fuck you. But I gotta fuck her. Okay? Okay. This is the exact situation, right? I have everything I ever wanted in one, in a palm of her hand right here. I got my school debt paid. I got, I got 50 bones extra on my salary and down payment on a crib.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: All I gotta do is dick this girl down. That's all I gotta do. She just gave me the option. Yeah. If I took the option, dicked her down, you find out that the reason why we live in this crib and the reason why my school debt's paid and the reason why I'm making all this money is because I dicked her down. And then I look at you and I say, well, Brittany, she made me feel like I have no option. What was I supposed to do? She offered me no school debt. I, I got this crib for the both of us to live in. Look how good we're living now. I just and told I'm just supposed to your dignity. Answer.
1: Because you and I both know that once you do that, once you sleep you with somebody that. like that, it doesn't end.
0: What what would you say at that point if I told you that if I told you? Well, well I'd be furious well, look with at you. Live in. Look at all this. No, no, what? I'd
1: be furious with you. I wouldn't live in that house because that house was earned because the fact that you had to give up a part of yourself to get it. I would be so furious with you.
0: My point, right? So I'm playing devil's advocate, but I'm just I'm I'm gonna play it so the wheels fall off. You get my point, right? Of like. No,
1: I do get your point. I'm just I'm, saying that I'm I can't speak on behalf that, of why these women I'm are saying that they had you. no choice. That's not my
0: place. After this, because we live in a culture where people will take one aspect of what i say and try to flip the whole thing so i have to keep reiterating this i'm not talking about the people that were actually physically assaulted i'm not talking about the people that harvey weinstein raped and physically assaulted i'm talking about the niche the niche amount of people that he provided an ultimatum to and the ultimatum was Take this, yeah, and take it, or walk away. And they took it. I'm not saying Harvey Weinstein's not wrong in any of this. He's completely wrong. He shouldn't be giving ultimatums to nobody. He shouldn't be abusing his power in regards to his company and what and the connections he has. A Harvey Weinstein is the ultimate wrong person. My original question was, at what point in time does your dignity go above your money?
1: For me, it if that was a choice, I would have chose my dignity I would have said, no, thank you. I would have been like, I'm good, and I would have walked away. But that's what I was saying so before. I can't speak on what those women decide to choose. All I can hear is their story, because I don't know why they did what they did, because they'll never really be able to explain to anybody.
0: You when can't. When you hear these stories, and I'm asking you as a woman the same way white people will ask minorities to speak right. on behalf of their culture... When you hear this story of a woman and you hear those niche stories, and the woman will sit there and be like, well, What was I supposed to do? I was broke, like we're all broke, bitch. I was working at a restaurant, so are the rest of us. I had school debt. I wanted to get in the 1%. Yeah. What what is your thought process? Do you do, do, do you sit there, is there anything? It's insulting to the woman that we're actually physically raped. And we actually physically taken advantage of. So do you sit there and still feel sympathy and be like, well, what was she supposed to do? Or do you sit there and, and c- kind of give the cross-eye a little bit?
1: When I first heard the story, stories of the women who actually were assaulted by Harvey, where he forced them and they couldn't get help because there were people in the vicinity, but they were too far away for them to hear for any type of plea. And then to hear a girl say that even though she needed help and she called for help and nobody came, and then yes. she just had to lay there and take it because he was stronger than she was, no, I, liter- I literally not, broke not, into tears. No, no, no. Hold on. Let me, I'm answering your question. I literally broke into tears. I because I said was going to myself, be in the
2: comment. Right. Let me just, that.
1: hold on. I literally broke into tears because you could hear how much pain she was in because that doesn't ever leave. When you know that you're in a situation that you can't get out of and you're telling somebody no and you're trying to push them away and they're bigger and they are stronger than you and they do that to you because you can't get away and you just have to sit there and kind of take it and wait for it and pray for it to be over, that makes me feel something because I sit there and I realize that in that moment you were so desperate to get away and you couldn't that you had to wait, which probably feels like hours to you, even though it could be minutes to them, it is literally a lifetime for you. I feel something for that.
0: Because yes, that, literally,
1: that, that literally, like it hurts me.
0: I do too as well. When I
1: hear women tell, when I heard stories of the women saying that they chose to do it, and then only afterwards did they realize the abuse of power, I'm not gonna yes. lie, I give side-eye. I give that, side-eye and I, I say do. to myself, I would right. say to myself, did you, was it worth it? Because from my understanding, when, yes. once, once you Lawrence willingly...
0: Jennifer Lawrence is rich as shit, so yes it was. Right, but
1: I'm saying, but once you willingly do it, my mind is is that it's never actually going to end. There will always be a favor. There will always be an ask, and you will always have to give up a little small piece of yourself every single time to keep getting ahead. And Why I don't do think you it's do worth it.
0: it. In the first place
1: that I can't answer because I wouldn't be doing that in the first because place.
0: What you're doing now is you're taking it and you're adding onto it. I just want to know the direct answer because no, wh- the direct wh- answer is,
1: is that I, I sure give them side. I, I was answering. I was saying okay, okay. You, you say the same way that you said you had to give that context. I have to let people know at the same time being a woman for them not to attack me in the sense of saying, oh, she doesn't feel anything. No, no, I do feel something for the women who have actually suffered. And the second hand, when I hear you say that you decided to do it and only afterwards say, you know what, he abused his power over me, I give you side eye because you had a choice in that very moment where you could have said no and you could have walked away. You could have demanded to leave. You could have caused a commotion to make noise, to draw attention, anything, depending on what situation it is. You had the ability to say no and to walk away and women chose not to. Any type of, to be honest, any type of, this is going to sound terrible, but any type of trauma and anguish that you suffer afterwards is due to your choices. And then you have to deal with that and live with that.
0: And I just want to, before we move on to this section, I want to reiterate this again. I'm definitely not making a YouTube clip out of this. I want to reiterate this again. I'm not blaming women. I'm, I'm not either. Not- because I, I'm a man, so I already know the way. Yeah, this but is they could be...
1: easily. This is attack oh, me being a woman saying, oh, she doesn't understand. She doesn't know this.
0: No. Literally, the women who were physically assaulted, who you said had to sit there and bear through it, I'm not talking about them. The woman who right. raped, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the woman who he gave an ultimatum to Matrix, Red Pool, Blue Pill. Huh. Take you can become a celebrity, be a multimillionaire, live in the Hollywood Hills for the rest of your life. Or you can go back to Jennifer your life. Or you can go back to being a waitress at Bernie's.
1: Yeah.
0: Jennifer Lawrence, waitress at Bernie's. You chose Jennifer Lawrence.
1: No, that's, that's not even proven that he slept with Jennifer Lawrence, by the way.
0: I know, I know, I know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna dig. That's who I'm talking about. That's literally, I'm talking about. I'm not, because I know this generation. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about hostess at Bernie's, multi-million dollar actress that wins the Oscars every year. That's all I'm talking about.
1: You know, the only reason that this conversation is difficult to have is because regardless of what you say, people will always find holes to poke in it to say something, regardless of how oh, much I you
0: know. reiterate. You know, I'm like, I'm a thousand times the I know same I know. Point.
1: That's why I say I answered your question. We can move on to the next thing. Oh, I already answered your question. That part's yeah. not important anymore. I was only talking about the podcast because we talked about Justin Bieber and then I was like, oh yeah, on Ronan Farrow's podcast. That's why I said what I said. Well,
0: let's 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 move on to some to some lighter shit. I just want to exit this whole topic altogether. This will probably be the last episode. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just I just said, I just, you know, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Because whatever I say for this point on, let's just move the fuck out. I just wanted to be devil's advocate for a second and ask a question. Fuck it. Fuck it. They're gonna post my picture on Facebook and say cancel him altogether. Oh, sure. So it's oh.
1: not gonna be like that. It's not gonna be like that. Listen, but, I stand with the Me Too movement and I, I will always stand for it for the women who have actually been hurt. That will never change. I will always stand by that. I just don't like the people who abuse it to use it saying, well, I chose to do it.
0: People will abuse everything. There's a Black right. Lives Matter protest. And then there's people that go in and start looting. People will abuse anything. Well, mind you, it also is COVID-19. People are missing out on things, right? Yeah, but, but people will also people,
1: always use a moment and a movement to be able to get what they want.
0: That's how people, it works. Let's move on to something a bit lighter. Um, I see your boy, Terry Cruz. The boy, Terry Crews decided to rebring up his topic about he's an idiot uh, black supremacy, and you know what? okay, I'm I'm not even gonna spend too long on this. I'm just gonna say this right. Okay. And for the people who are new users, we did an episode this season called Blackness, right, where it was actually our first ever episode, and we addressed this. Before and I'm you. gonna reiterate <laughs> what I said, right? What I was saying in that episode we're talking about interracial dating. And I was saying that when it comes to interracial dating, there are the people who interracial date for ignorant reasons, whether it's lighter skinned kids, Mm -hmm. whether it's financial gain, whether it's generational wealth, whether it's a position, whether it's whatever it is, right? Wholeheartedly agree with that. But I said, those are the anomalies. I said, I've never interracial dated myself, but the majority of people that I know have interracial dated, I actually listen to their story, listen to what they have to say. I just going to school and taking sociology, I decided to really think about why this happens, right? And I'm going to be honest, I grew up in a Black neighborhood my whole life, I'm just going to keep it real with you. And I said that when you grow up Black, especially in the West, so this may not really have a context in Africa or the Caribbean, This is more for the West, people that grew up in Canada, the USA, England, France, whatever, right? And I said this, when you grow up in a Black neighborhood, there's this idea of Blackness. This idea of Blackness stems from stereotypes that are put out in the media that we internalize, that we live up to, whether they are good or bad, right? Being able Mm -hmm. to play basketball, being able to dance, but also being a gunman, you know what I mean? Or whatever the case Mm -hmm. is, right? So what I was basically saying is that this idea of blackness comes with certain components right and what i was basically saying when it comes to this idea of blackness for you to be considered black you have to have some of these components so you have to like hip-hop you have to like reggae dancehall soca you be able to dance be able to be athletically inclined um, sometimes you have to be from the hood, depending on how ignorant it goes. Right. You have to, you have to grow up in poverty. Sometimes you have to have one parent. Like we literally have internalized these stereotypes. We've yeah. internalized white supremacy over the, over the years. Right. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. said that growing up, even in my neighborhood, the black people who didn't fit into this stereotype or who didn't like these things that were associated with being black were marginalized by black people. So if you were the black person who happened to like rock music and people found out, you were white. If you were the black person who liked anime back in the day, who found out, you were white. If you were the black person who was just sucked at sports, was authentically inclined, you were white. If you were the black person who liked to play a sport that wasn't considered black, like hockey, you were white. If you were the black person who didn't listen to hip hop, you were white, it just doesn't matter, right? And as I said, because at a young age, I'm talking about school days. So this is not when you get older, school days. Being intelligent was also something that wasn't considered black. The more mm-hmm. ignorant, she you than black. Sadly, we as a people have internalized these things sadly, especially at a young age. So I remember growing up and all of the black kids that were just naturally intelligent were often called white or whitewashed for being educated. Now the problem is, is that a lot of these black people go off to university, they go off to college and they have to find love. They keep trying with the people of their own race. And if anything, they're putting on performance. They're trying to perform what people want them to be as black and it doesn't work out. Now eventually these people have to find love. So they end up finding somebody of a different race, a different culture. And because they're going to face different culture, the ideas of the black culture no longer apply sometimes. Unless you meet like somebody who just wants you to be a stereotypical nigga, then yes. But oftentimes, the ideals don't no longer apply, so you get a clean slate. Yeah. And the problem is, is that by doing this, we are pushing away our best and our brightest. Because intelligence is not a Black thing, right? So we're pushing away our best and our brightest. So the best and the brightest of us who are going off to university and college and all of these institutions are sometimes the ones who back in their neighborhood, they were made fun of and considered white for just being articulate and intelligent. Right. And then these people go off and they become the lawyers, the doctors, the engineers, so on and so forth. Then we want to sit back and be like, why is every black man who goes to school with a white girl? Why is every black woman who's a lawyer and doctor with a white man? Because we push them away, right? That was the yeah. main point I made. That was literally how I started off This whole entire podcast, and me and you spoke about this idea, right? Yeah. Now, going forward, I hate Candace Owens. Candace Owens (laughs) is a token. Candace Owens is a coon. I'm not a fan of Terry Cruz. Terry Cruz is another token and another coon. Gabrielle Union stuck up for him. He didn't stick up for Gabrielle. We did an episode on that as well. Now, What I'm realizing is that Candace Owens and Terry Crews are products of this. Candace Owens, definitely. Because the problem is, is you have some Black people who are ostracized and marginalized by the Black community because Mm -hmm. they don't, and they end up just marrying somebody outside of the community and sharing that wealth. Mm -hmm. But then you have people like Candace Owens who are ostracized and marginalized by the Black community, and they internalize that and it turns into hate. And then when they get on, they lash out at the black community. Yeah. All the years the black community marginalized them. And that's what Candace Owens does. When I see Candace Owens talk about the black community and self and support white supremacy and doesn't acknowledge it and disrespect her own people, I see a black woman who felt like she didn't belong with black people And then there was the white people who came around her who probably told her, you're a good Black. You're so intelligent for being Black. And even though those things are ignorant, Mm -hmm. it was probably better than what she heard from her own people.
2: Yeah.
0: And now she has her own, she's her own media outlet herself. And she's going around and taking out that anger. Mm
2: -hmm. Now, when I
0: see Terry Crews, Mm -hmm. I, I see somebody who fits the Black architect physically. But intellectually and his personality
2: mm-hmm. Terry
0: Crews has a lot of flagrant shit okay mm-hmm. Terry there's a lot of flagrant shit I thought Terry Crews was gay a few times I'm just gonna be honest with you but <laughs>
1: did you think that because of the comments that he said before in the past
0: no this is way in the past Terry Crews has okay. always won a lot of
1: keep talking I'm just okay. adjusting my fan I'm hot <laughs> what
0: I'm saying is when it comes to Terry Crews intellectually and personally, and his personality, I think doesn't really fit into Black culture. So I think Terry Crews, even though he fits the architect of the alpha Black male, mine maybe not so much. And I think Terry Crews was made fun of and ridiculed throughout his life. He was probably made fun of and ridiculed when he started to get money, who the hell knows. So when Terry yeah. Crews talks about black supremacy and people being able to control who's black and who's not, he's probably yep. talking about the fact that he was marginalized and called white, based off his personality. Terry Crews was probably was, was, was Terry Crews was probably the architect of that gangster in the hood who liked anime. Maybe, like to everybody else, he was a gangster. He was Debo, but that, but but lo and behold, he loved anime. That was his shit, right? Mm-hmm. So I think Terry Crews went through years of that. And now I think Terry Crews is expressing that to the media. The problem is is that Black people, Black people, Black people, we always air out our dirty laundry to white media. I'm not saying what Terry Crews is saying is wrong about Black people controlling the narrative of who is Black and who is not. No, there's truth in that. The problem I have with Terry Crews is time and place. Now, in a Black Lives Matter protest, with all this happening, now you want to bring up this to be divisive with Black people? You could have brought this up before. You could have done this a year ago. You could have had this two years ago. You could have went on a Black television station and had this conversation for Black people by Black people. But you went on a white media and talked about Black supremacy at a time when we don't need this, at a time when all a white person who's racist needs to hear is Terry Crews agrees with Black supremacy.
2: Yeah.
0: Candace Owen agrees with this, this, this. See, they agree, here's our token. You guys are wrong, here's our token. That's my point. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying what Terry Cruz is saying is wrong. I think a lot of his message gets lost in translation, but I got it, Terry. I understand exactly what you're saying. I just think it's not the time and place to say it because you're you're giving power to the other side. But then again, Terry Cruz has had a history of shooking and jiving and dancing for the dollars. Very similar to what we talk about with Harvey Weinstein. Terry Crews would definitely let Harvey Weinstein fuck him. He let the other white agent grab his balls. Oh my so God. Terry Crews has got a history of doing this. He let the white agent grab his balls. He didn't yeah. support Gabby after she supported him. Terry Crews, like Steve Harvey, it's the money game. Terry Crews will shook and jive and coon and cornbread for the money. So at a, again. The other reason why Terry Crews gets lost in translation when he makes these comments is because Terry, we've known you to shook and jive for the. He wanted to make you their token to go against Gabrielle Union. You proudly went up there and disrespected Gabrielle Union. That's just my opinion on Terry Crews.
1: I think that Terry Crews needs to shut up. Thank you. Honestly, I think that I think that he, I think that he needs to actually. Reevaluate how he chooses to, to talk about things and to really think about what he's going to say just because when he actually says it not only does it sound idiotic it sounds poorly thought out and it also sounds like it's just an attack it doesn't sound like anything informative it doesn't sound like anything that's supposed to be constructive it doesn't sound like it's supposed to be learned from it just sounds like a straight attack same thing can be said for Candace Owen. It just sounds like they're attacking because of the fact that they were so upset that this is how that they were treated by by fellow Black people being told that they were different.
0: Candace Owens ain't shit. But no, she didn't shit. Some, shit. I'm just
1: saying that it sounds just like attacks. It sounds like their kids' selves lashing out as adults. That's what it sounds like.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes in life, it's not what you say; it's how you say it. Yes. Right? So. At the end of the day, I think Terry Crews and Candace always need to realize that the Black people that probably treated them like this are ignorant themselves. And as mm-hmm. grown adults, especially, ter- especially Terry Crews that has kids, you need to realize that these Black people are ignorant. Why are you still wasting breath? Why are you still caring about them? You need to move on. The Black people that think they own the idea of Blackness, fuck them, move on. These are the same Black people yelling out that Black is not a monolith, but yet they want it to be a monolith. So fuck them. But you going out there as a grown man with teenage kids, and you're having this argument like, like a high school person, you look stupid, right? And at the same time, like I said, it's, it's not about what you say, it's how you say it. When Kanye West said slavery was a choice, I intellectually understood what Kanye West was trying to say was mental slavery is a choice. But mental slavery is also He just also said not
2: it
0: wrong. But mental slavery is also not a choice because, as I said before, it's something we have to unlearn. And it's been so embedded that it's hard to unlearn. That's why I say you should unlearn it before you have kids. Mm-hmm. But the way that Kanye said it, and then he went on to support Trump, and then oh. he went on to wear mega hats, and they decided to turn around and pander back to black people using religion.
1: Yeah, with Sunday services or so whatever bullshit that was. Oh my god! So
0: again, there's another one, right? I'll leave. There was going I'll... to be that one. I won't really touch it. What I want to get at, and you know, I think I think there's a couple of things I wanted to touch on, but I think we touched on literally all of them.
1: What else did you want to talk about? What's on your list? I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> I don't have a list. I just like remembers stuff I saw on my timeline.
0: I literally just put things down because I know I was gonna forget them. I think the last thing I really wanted to touch on—I'm like, not the last. Yeah. two. the fuck knows? The other one to touch on was um my favorite artist j cole and no name um okay. this is
1: gonna be all you because I, okay so before you get going about what you want to say i heard the song by j cole i like the song by j cole but i have no idea what this beat is about that's all you
0: <laughs> i'm gonna sit
2: here and listen
0: so, No Name is a uh, rapper from Chicago. She's a young lady. Very, 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 very brilliant. She's a great artist. I heard uh, Number 33, which is a song she did back to J. Cole. Uh, I listened to two other tracks. Brilliant. Brilliant. Like, young Lauren Hill brilliant. Great artist, right? Oh,
1: really? Okay.
0: Good. She's good. She's good. She's I've very never good. heard She's anything
1: great. from her, so I'm saying, oh, really?
0: She's very insightful. Her her all of her songs are about like the plight of black people and actually all of her songs are kind of about like eliminating mental slavery and kind of changing our mindsets and da da so i so really she's like conscious. Her. I, I i think she's dope yeah she's dope. she's dope she's dope
2: Okay.
0: now this is my thing she put out a tweet i'm actually i'm actually on nobody's side here so let me just put that out there first so she put out a tweet I'm paraphrasing. The tweet basically said that there are either there are artists where their whole entire discography is about the plight of black people, but yet they're nowhere to be seen. She didn't mention no names. Okay. It could have been about Jay Cole. It could have been about Kendrick. It could have been about a plethora of people. Mostly Jay Cole and Kendrick in this era, because those mm-hmm. would be the two like main conscious artists in like in the commercial sense, right?
1: Okay. Yeah
0: j cole decided to respond now a hit dog will holla, right i wish j cole didn't respond i wish he just shut up but he decided to respond and j cole decided to respond with the song um snow on the bluff, snow on the bluff,
2: on the bluff
0: yeah it was, on the bluff. It was snow, on the bluff. snow on the bluff in the song snow on the bluff it was like a thesis. It was J. Cole literally started off the song calling her out about the fact of maybe you grew up with parents who were able to educate you and teach you about your history and yourself, which is great, but sometimes I find that you're judging black people who weren't able to do that.
3: Mm-hmm. He didn't
0: diss her at all, a diss. J. Cole admitted in a song, that was like the whole first verse, In the second verse, He talks about the fact that he is still learning and he is still growing. And at the end of the day, maybe he hasn't done enough. Mm -hmm. So He literally started off the song. All he's saying is maybe you had the privilege of growing up with two parents who were socially conscious, who were able to educate you on these matters so you don't have the mental slavery that the rest of us have. Then he continued in the other verse to basically call himself out and saying that maybe he hasn't read and maybe he doesn't know everything and he doesn't see himself as an activist, but more of just a supporter of the movement. And mm. at the end of the day, maybe he is wrong and maybe he's right. Maybe you're right. So he literally okay. admitted in the song that she was right. The song was literally a battle between man versus man. It was J. Cole versus J. Cole, okay? He was literally arguing with himself in the song. And at the end of it, he came to the conclusion that maybe she's right, and maybe he has to do more work.
2: Okay, yeah.
0: Very thought-provoking moment for J. Cole to have. Then, in the song, he mentioned the fact that he didn't like her tone. Now, talking about tone with a Black woman is a hot topic because historically, Black women have always been judged for their attitude or having tone while too the aggressive. white counterpart.
2: Too aggressive, too assertive. <laughs>
0: Exactly. The white counterparts are seen as assertive and they are seen as aggressive. So yeah. that, became, that became the thing. Black Twitter jumped on it, called out J. Cole, called to cancel J. Cole. And then she came out with a song after number 33 where she basically talked about how she didn't really diss J. Cole but she kind of just exposed his mental slavery and blah, 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 blah. The issue yeah. is, is that the whole point of this, the whole point of her tweet was mm-hmm. to say that she should be focusing on the movement. So her commenting back to J. Cole and them going back and forth with each other is just, what, another, another Black woman and Black man fighting when there's more important issues? That's true. Even in times of need, Black women and Black men still fighting still fighting, fighting like cats and dogs. So if anything, she contradicted herself. If anything, they both contradicted each other. That's the issue. The issue is that like, even at this time, both of you contradicted each other and it's like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. That's the issue, right? And yeah. I think, I think that's, that's where both of their messages get lost in translation. Now, more hers than J. Cole, because she initially called him out supposedly. He responded in a song that wasn't really dissing her, but more admitting that she was right. But Mm -hmm. he just happened to say one line about he didn't like her tone. And then she came back to diss him again, but her whole argument was about the fact that artists should be about the movement. But you're arguing with J. Cole, and you're using this to bring more attention to your own platform by arguing with J. Cole. She did come out recently, I think it was today or yesterday, and realized that she did contradict herself and apologize. I'm happy oh, She, she
2: did. did yeah, she did. She did. So I'm okay. happy she did that.
0: It seems like the beef is over. Right. What I, I think the main thing I wanted to get at with this is just to clear things up. I'm a J Cole fan. So do I think J Cole was wrong for talking about her tone? Of course, it's a hot topic. I could see why black women and including her would jump at that. I'm not disagree with any of that. Now, The thing I have an issue with is J. Cole has been a part of the movement. When Trayvon died, J. Cole protested. He was at the protest. When Michael Brown died, J. Cole was at the protest. When this protest first started, J. Cole was at the protest two weeks ago. And I'm not talking about, like, put out a tweet like most artists. No, no, he was physically
1: there.
0: Physically at the protest for Trayvon Martin, for Michael Brown, and, and, and for George Floyd. He was actually there. J. Cole has rebought his childhood home. And he's done it in a way where... I don't know if you know this. So he rebought bought his childhood home and he came out with the album 2017 Forest Hills Drive. That was his childhood home in North Carolina. And he's rented out his childhood home on a one-year lease to single mothers with kids to get back on their foot. So if you're a single mother with kids in North Carolina... You can live in J. Cole's childhood home, rent free for a year, for a year. money, and then be able to buy. And he did, this, like, he did this five, six years ago, and that program is still running. Wow. J. Cole, J. Cole has had $1 concerts. He has a song called Dollar in a Dream. It's off a of biggie line. Yes. He has, he has, yeah. He's notoriously had $1 one dollar concerts for the past, like, decade. He's had them in Toronto, I tried to get in, I couldn't. Where you, as a real fan, can literally go see J. Cole for $1. Obviously, he doesn't make any money off that, but it's so his fans, who are less privileged, can see him. Because Oftentimes, it's mostly white people that are able to go see a pop concert. There's just a few of the things that J. Cole has done, right? So, what I don't understand, and I've noticed this a lot when it, when it comes to these situations, is, We always like to call out the J. Coles and the Kendricks because these are the artists who take it upon themselves to make their platform about consciousness, take it upon Mm -hmm. themselves to make their platform about the plight of Black people, take it upon themselves to make their platform about the upliftment of Black people. J. Cole has done this for every album. Kendrick has done this for every album. There's tons of artists like this who have done this for every album, Wale, there's tons, there's tons, right? Drake has done this a little bit, but Drake more puts his money into places in Toronto, but doesn't necessarily talk about it on his music. And that's fine, right? But what I don't get is how come y'all never come for the typical ignorant ass artists? The little Xanax, the little Tylenols, the, the same artists who oh do not their names and degrade black women. The same artists who do nothing but sit there and glorify the drug culture. The same artists who do nothing nothing but have anthems about killing black people, killing black men, calling black women bitches and hoes, degrading black women. The same artists who, when they get money, they literally buy a bunch of jewels and cars and then a bunch of money and then make videos telling other Black people they're broke and they're not on their level and showcasing their money and jewelry and calling themselves real niggas and killing Black people, selling drugs to Black people, showing off their wealth to Black people, bragging about it to Black people, disrespecting Black women. When it's time to be Black, these artists are never there. And you guys never call these artists out. But you'll take the few conscious artists who have been able to make it in the commercial sphere, which is which is rare these days, rare, because co- because conscious hip hop never makes it past the underground, right? Y'all take the few artists that do make it out of there and you want to cancel them, but yet you have artists that literally have songs calling mm-hmm. Black women mm-hmm. have songs talking about killing niggas and selling drugs yeah. to niggas, have songs telling you that you ain't shit because mm-hmm. you's a bitch you don't sell drugs, and you don't have all this money, and you don't have all these jewels, and y'all have nothing, nothing to say to these artists. Y'all don't, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm, and I'm not saying that No Name should have done this. No Name put out a message, and J Cole decided to respond. He felt it was about him. What I'm saying is, he
1: felt compelled, I
0: guess. Y'all never call these artists out. You talk about how white people who are in black culture are never there when it's time to be black, but there's a bunch of black people that y'all adore in black culture who are never there when it's time to be Black. And y'all never call these artists out, but y'all are quick to cancel J. Cole. J. Cole, who bought his childhood house and put it up for single mothers in his own neighborhood. J. Cole, who does a free concert in North Carolina every single year in his hometown for his people who don't gotta pay a dime. J. Cole, who does concerts for a dollar after every album for his Black fans that can't afford to pay the $100 tickets. Jake Cole, who has conscious anthems for Black people. Jake Cole, who does intellectual songs talking about the plight of Black people. Jake Cole, who does interviews stating that he doesn't want to be seen as, like, the leader of Black people because he's still learning himself. Jake Cole is one of the most vulnerable artists I've ever seen in my life. Jay Cole, every single protest since Trayvon Martin. J. Cole, who doesn't flash his money and wealth and tell you you ain't shit because you don't got it. These are the people y'all want to cancel. But I could list off 90% of hip hop who does nothing but degrade the culture and y'all got nothing to say.
1: Cancel and culture this is, not a shot is very selective. No. No, no, but cancel this culture is not a in general me. is very selective of who they choose.
0: I just, I I I don't get it. I literally don't get it. I'm like, yo, I understand J. Cole made a mistake. But for everything J. Cole's done on his resume, y'all can't give him a pass? I always say this, man. This generation would have hated Tupac. With Tupac's going back and forth, this generation would have hated Tupac. I, I, I honestly don't get it. I don't get it. You guys have 90% of hip-hop that you could be calling out and being like, where are you guys? Where's the songs? Where's the tweets? Why are you guys not in your hometowns? Why is all your music about killing black people? If anything, these are the artists that keep influencing this type of mentality decade after decade, generation after generation. Y'all got nothing to say about that, right? That's all I wanted to say, bro. I didn't want want to get too deeper than that. I just, I honestly don't. What get you said it. is
1: all valid. We'll see if anybody has an opinion on your on your ideals of J Cole and McCormick.
0: Yeah. Other than that, um, I'm pretty sure we talked for hours. But I want to say one last thing, man. <laughs> people are talking about defunding the police, right? And
1: people misunderstand what that means.
0: Y- yes, but I honestly <laughs> think that. They should take the money, the millions of dollars that they spend like they 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 had someone showed me a meme where the amount of money that we spend on the police in states like California and New yeah. York and these states there are countries that spend less on their country military it's crazy, and what I want to say is that like I think we should defund the police, I think we should take some of the millions of dollars and put it back into the communities that they arrest. I don't understand why the police have a quota. Well, I do get it because they have a quota so they can fill the prisons because the prisons make money. I think Mm -hmm. that we should stop privatized prisons. Right. And at the end of the day, the reason why I think we should defund the police is the audacity of the police. Like, I'm going to give you a, a basic example of this. When you were a kid, and you got caught doing something you weren't supposed to do, Mm -hmm. you at least acted on your best behavior for the next like month or two, didn't you? When you did something right? Yeah. There are literally protests in every state in America and around the world. As contradictory as they are, there are protests everywhere in the world. And even with the protests going on, you would think police would be like, okay, let's not kill Black people this week. Let's not harass them this week. Let's not beat them up this week. The police are still killing Black people. After, George Floyd, after George Floyd, they still killed the man in Atlanta, shot him in the back. The police are still sexually harassing Black women. Murdering black women and black men, it's like they honestly don't give a shit. They don't. I think the amount of power that we've given to the police and the amount of audacity they have, there's this sense of like, you listen to me, I'm in control of you, you do what I say. The amount of audacity we've given these people that even in a time like this, they still don't give a shit. That's cringeworthy. That shows you how much power and authority we have given to these people, that even in a time like this, they still don't give a shit.
1: A lot of cops have a God complex. Almost as if they do, because they make it seem as if that if they tell you to do something, you obey. And if you don't obey, then you get punished, and the punishment is death. Because they feel they're God.
0: And you you, you would think at least that maybe they would act right now. And the reason why they don't, again, is because there's no consequences. Exactly. What? I'm going to go on leave and still get paid? I'm
1: going to say paid leave or paid administrative leave.
0: They're they're, they're not even going to jail.
1: Well, it's like that video that that you posted of the guy who was one of the killers of George Floyd.
0: He's walking around Walmart
1: yeah my headphones just died great keep talking okay,
0: my headphones been dead but yeah he was walking around walmart like i just i when people say there's not an issue with the police the mentality of the police is the issue
1: yeah
0: i'm gonna leave it there man i I know we probably i don't know how long this is how long have we been talking about
1: i have no idea but my headphones are dead so (laughs) that means that we've been at this for a while
0: we'll leave it there that's that's all i had to say for this episode i hope they don't cancel me over me trying to uh play devil's advocate Uh, you're not the um, only one
1: because of what i said too it's the exact same thing because it can be seen as me being a woman who doesn't have any sympathy it's not about not having any sympathy and it's not about feeling anything it's about the fact that to me it just doesn't make any sense And to be honest, they have the, they can tell me, well, it's not for it to make sense to you and they can say what they want. But the bottom line is, is that myself, you, Awkward and Black, what we stand for, we stand with me too, we do. For all those people who have been affected, all the women have been affected, who have been hurt. Doesn't change anything.
0: I just think these people who are lying are ruining me too. That,
1: no, Is I agree there. with you. Saying that. I'm saying what we stand with me too and the people who actually have been hurt. Well I shouldn't say that. that. That's like
0: someone saying the protesters, not the protesters, the the the, the looters are ruining the people who are
1: using people who use Me Too or who use protest to be able to get gain to me are disgusting. Yeah, because you're taking away from the people who need to who need this, who need it for change to happen, for them to be believed. You are taking away from that when you do that. And it's wrong.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm... Um,
1: you go, done? I'm done. All right. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit lighter. But who knows? Because there's a lot of shit happening right now. <laughs> uh, it's
0: still, it's still bullshit. I doubt it. But we'll see you in the next episode. Though.
1: Anyway. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you in the next one.